0: Disclaimer, the views and opinions and content expressed on this podcast is informational only, not a substitute for seeking a medical professional for your medical care and treatment. Uh, next, I would like to talk about uh, this condition that we see often in men uh, that that is bothersome as well, but it's something that goes along with uh, the aging of most men, and that's called a benign prosthetic hyperplasia. Um, And this is basically a condition that occurs when the prostate gland enlarges. So in men, they have prostate glands, okay? Um, Potentially, this gland, by it being enlarged, it slows or blocks the urine stream, that's why I said with this, uh, this, this series, this podcast series that I'm talking about today, um, not only are these organs um, within the, uh, repro- their reproductive organs, they also can affect uh, your uh, urinary system, okay? Not so much menopause in women, however, but in men, uh, an enlarged prostate will affect their, uh, how the urine Uh, is able to uh, exit the body. So um, what happens with BPH? Well, BPH only occurs in men, and approximately 8% of men aged 31 to 40 have BPH. And men over 80, and over the age of 80, more than 80% of them will have BPH. Uh, Men with BPH may have symptoms. Uh, Many of them don't have symptoms, but for men who do have the symptoms, They will complain of needing to urinate frequently during the day and night. They may have a weak urine stream and leaking or dribbling of urine. These symptoms are called lower urinary tract symptoms or LUTs for short, L-U-T-S, LUTs. For men uh, who are experiencing these symptoms, it can cause a lot of changes in their lifestyles and cause them to actually seek Out medication therapy and sometimes surgery if if uh really severe um so let's talk about the prostate gland right quick okay just very briefly um the prostate is a small gland and it is a part of the male reproductive system it sits just below the bladder and in front of the rectum the prostate is normally about the size of um a walnut and um it's composed of several lobes or zones covered by an outer layer of tissue. It's, the prostate is surrounded by the urethra, and, the, and that's the tube that carries urine from the bladder through the penis and the outside the body. So what causes um, BPH? Um, it's not really clear why some men develop symptoms of BPH or lower, uh, lower urinary tract systems. But normally the prostate, once it enlarges to some degree, um, is due to advancing age. Once again, some some of these conditions are age-related, but not always. Um, Several hormones are required for BPH to develop, but these hormones alone do not cause the condition. Some experts believe that a family history of the condition increases a man's risk of developing BPH, Uh, frequency of sex and having a vasectomy, do not increase a man's chance of developing BPH. Uh, What's some of the symptoms? Once again, um, around the age of 45, some of these men can start complaining of frequent urination, especially at night, a hesitant, interrupted, or weak stream of urine, the need to urinate frequently, and leaking or dribbling of urine. These symptoms tend to appear over time and may gradually worsen over the years. However, some men have an enlarged prostate that causes few or no problems, while other men have symptoms of BPH that later improve or stay the same. Some, some men are not bothered by their symptoms while others are. So in um, a small percentage of men, untreated BPH can cause urinary retention Meaning the man is unable to empty the bladder. So the risk of this increases with age and the symptoms get worsened. Okay, that's in uh, a small percentage of men. Symptoms of BPH can also be caused by conditions including the prostate or the bladder or by bladder cancer, um, kidney stones, overactive bladder. Uh, Overactive bladder causes a strong, frequent uncomfortable need to urinate immediately. So how do we diagnose BPH? Um, Well, what happens is um, if you are following up with a provider, most providers um, will draw blood and test the blood, send a, a blood specimen to see how high maybe your levels may be and a blood test called a a prostate-specific antigen. That's a a blood test to check to see if uh, the prostate may have high levels, indicating that um, you may have some type of uh, enlarged prostate, which may be concerning for cancer or not. So if these levels are elevated, um, the the cells, the prostate cells, would be able to – This PSA, which is a protein produced by prostate cells, we know that this level may be increased in men with BPH. So we have to do, um, you know, work up about that. Um, Also, we test by doing a rectal exam. So, uh, you know, a finger is placed in the the anus, and we can feel for the prostate um, that way and can see if it's smooth or if it's rigid Or if it's any type of lumps or bumps, we're able to uh, pretty much evaluate your prostate in that manner. Um, Also, with the urinalysis, we're looking to see if there's any uh, signs of uh, infection in the bladder, diabetes, or certain kidney disorders. Just through a urine sample. So um, having BPH does not increase your risk for prostate cancer. However, it is possible to have both. BPH and prostate cancer at the same time. So it's very important that if your PSA levels are high, we actually um, refer you to a urologist, and what they will do is probably a prostate, um, a biopsy of the prostate. Uh, Also, there's uh, studies called urodynamic studies that also the specialist, the urologist, will have a man uh, be tested uh, with these. With these studies to see uh, to to give him a, a idea of what can be going on uh, with the your signs and symptoms of uh, BPH. Um, what else? Treatment. So treatments for BPH can help re- help to reduce urinary symptoms. Uh, treatment include medications and or surgery. So men with mild BPH may not need any treatment or may not require. In this case, uh, experts recommend a wait-and-watch approach. This means that you will watch your symptoms over time. In some cases, BPH symptoms improve without treatment. However, men with moderate to severe symptoms usually require treatment, hands down. All right, um, what else are we doing? Lifestyle changes. Uh, We um, can talk about behavioral modifications and therapies may be helpful, um including uh uh fluids prior, not you know, avoiding fluids prior to you going to bed um or before before going out as well to reduce consumption uh uh well to reduce your uh activity of going to the bathroom so frequently. Also reducing consumption of uh, mild diuretics such as caffeine and alcohol. Those are considered diuretics, meaning that they will make you use the bathroom. Uh, Pelvic floor muscle training, including the use of biofeedback, may particularly be helpful for patients with urinary urgent problems. Uh, There's also, um, we would um, talk about maybe um, avoiding medications that have antihistamines, such as Benadryl, and decongestants like Sudafed, some of those medications will cause uh, urinary retention and they can cause the symptoms to worsen. So we uh, advise against those drugs. Lifestyle changes, once again, you know, making sure you uh, stop drinking fluids a few hours before bedtime or going out, avoid a drink. Less fluids can make you go more often like caffeine and alcohol, and double void. This means that after you empty your bladder, you wait a moment and try to do it again. Do not strain or push uh, to empty, but this may be helpful. Uh, The medications that we do give um, that we prescribe for BPH include uh, a group of uh, medications called alpha blockers. Um, These are... um, also, uh, phosphodiesterase inhibitors, alpha reductase inhibitors, inhibitors. These are just different types of medication uh, uh, classifications of drugs that we use. Um, but uh, most of the name of those drugs are that's familiar with the public are Flomax, Finasteride. Those are the type of medications. Men can also have erectile dif- dysfunction. Uh, because of some of the medications that we give. So that's why it's very important to talk to your urologist or your primary care provider um, about the use of these medications and what would best suit you and your lifestyle. With the alpha blockers, what they do, these medications relax the muscles of the prostate and the bladder neck, which allows urine to flow more freely, and some of the medications in this category include a medication called Hytrin, Cardura, Flomax, um, uh, RapaFlow. These are some of the well known medications that we use. Um, also, uh, they begin to work quickly and usually recommended as first line treatment for men with mild to moderate symptoms. Um, some of the side effects associated with them. Are dizziness and low blood pressure after sitting and standing. So uh, this is why uh, you definitely have to have conversations with the provider to see if this medication would be safe for you to be prescribed and the side effects that come with it. Um, also, if patients are having erectile dif- dysfunction, if men are having erectile dysfunction, meaning uh, having a problem with uh, having their penis harden. Or um, problems with uh, uh, libido. Um, this may we we can give a medication called Viagra, Cildenafil or Cialis. There's uh, multiple medications that's on the market that we can give for erectile dysfunction. Um, also, with the uh, phosphodiode uh, triase inhibitors, uh, one of those medications. Um, they're, they use those for mild to moderate, uh, lower, lower urinary symptoms. Uh, uh, Tadalafil uh, has been s- demonstrated to improve uh, those symptoms. However, some studies have failed to show significance in urine flow. So, once again, you know, these are different classifications of medications, and it's up to the provider to decide which one is better. And the alpha reductus, reductase inhibitors the 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 most popular one is Finasteride uh that I talked to talked to you all about just a second ago that one stops the prostate from growing further and and even cause it to shrink so that's a very uh good medication for the shrinkage and um the growth of the prostate um with uh helping uh to work on those two 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 areas um Though that particular medication has been found, is it works better in men that have a very large prostate. Um, it can reduce the risk of urinary retention, um, and most men see an improvement after using it, after six months of use with that. Okay, so um, those are the medications that's pretty much been on the market, and um, they they are either given in combination or by themselves the urologist will be able to uh, decide which one is better for you. Herbal medications. There are herbal medications that's been used for BPH such such as saw palmetto. Uh, It's commonly used in Europe for treatment. However, in the United States, uh, it really hasn't been shown any benefit in reducing the symptoms and for this reason, we don't recommend the use of saw palmetto or other herbs. We pretty much um, stick to the Um, the medications that's on the market. There's also trans uh, utero procedures that can be done if medications don't relieve the symptoms of BPH then there's surgery that's used to uh, remove or destroy some of the prostate tissue around the uh, urethra which may be causing uh, the symptoms. And uh, um, there's a resection of the prostate that can be done. This procedure is called a TERP, which is uh, short for transurethral resection of the prostate. Um, this is used. This has been used extensively in the past and remains a common procedure for BPH. Um, however, however, this would have to be discussed at length because it do have the procedure is done while you're asleep and takes about 60 to 90 minutes. Um, Patients have to stay overnight in the hospital after it, but complications can include bleeding, sexual dysfunction, most commonly problems with ejaculation, and problems with urination. So these are the type of uh, procedures that have to be discussed in in, uh, length with your uh, urologist. Ablation of the prostate, um, where there is um, electrical light or heat energy being used to destroy the tissue that's causing the enlargement that's been used, the ablation, and other types of procedures. Um, There's many on the market, but um, for the sake of this podcast, I'm only just talking about the ones that's pretty much been out there and um, talked about the most. Um, And uh, there's also removal of the prostate that's last called a prostatectomy. Uh, which is recommended for men who are healthy and have a very large prostate, over 100 grams. Um, once again, this can be done robotically. They, ha- they have a new robotic-assisted Da Vinci uh, uh, system or uh, robotic surgery that's used in these uh, with the prostate- test, uh, prostatectomies now. At uh, one point, prior to technology. It was a, a very extensive surgery, but now you know these things are being done much easier and safer. Uh, that's about it um, that I have to cover with the prostate in men with a BPH, and uh, um, because most most men as they age, they will have to deal with this issue, and it's very important that as healthcare providers we talk to our uh, patient population about. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Help Me Holiday on our social media platforms, or email me with questions at helpmeholiday@gmail.com. at gmail.com.